Welcome to the Bike Portland podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Maz. In this episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with an every single streeter. Yes, there is a movement afoot of folks who grab a map of their city, look at that map and all of its streets and alleyways, and they say, I am going to walk or roll or run every single street. And my guest in this episode, Perrin Smith, who lives in North Portland, is someone who recently completed that feat. And I was able to ask him everything from whether he recalls being afraid at any moment, uh, what places he liked to walk the best, how doing this might have changed the course of his life and made him into a different person, and a lot more. I think you're gonna love this conversation, so let's get right into it. Perrin, thanks for coming by the shed to chat about this. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. First, Congratulations. That's a heck of an accomplishment. Thank you. What kind of person <laughs> finds themselves trying to walk every street and alley in Portland? So what's a parent story? Maybe a little bit about your background. My background background? Like my well, life or like my every single street life? <laughs> how about a little bit about your life? Like how did you end up in Portland? What do you do when you're not walking? That sort of thing. So born and raised in New Jersey. I guess it's sort of still not farm country, but farmish, a really beautiful place. And I started running in high school and I really loved it. I, I tried to run in college. It did not work out. I went away to college. I came back to New Jersey. Then I, I decided to escape as like a, a lot of people want to escape New Jersey. Yeah. I went to Arizona. I, I went to school down there and I finally graduated after a few years I, at first, I, I went to Tucson, then I moved up to Flagstaff, and I, I graduated from, from from NAU. And then in 2006, I came up here. And after high school, I was kind of a, a runner on and off for a long time. I, and when you say you tried to run in college, you're, you're talking like an actual cross-country, competitive cross-country runner, right? Yes. Okay, I just want to yeah. make that clear. Because yeah. you know, a lot of people listening, they run too, but I, I saw some of your Instagram posts, and I was like, this guy's actually like a competitive runner, so... I, I was very competitive for a while. Okay. Like after I moved here, I, I started running ultras and yeah, I got really competitive and like, it's kind of all I thought about for a while. And then finally, like in the winter of, of 2019, 20, when I felt like I was in really good shape and I was, I was excited for the new running season, of course, COVID hits. And as is the reason for changing so many things in life, it, all the races were canceled I was bummed and I need, really needed something to do. So I had heard about Ricky Gates and how he did it in, in San Francisco. I started following other people on Instagram who were running every single street and it, it looked like fun. Mm -hmm. And I thought, sure, why not? I'll do it. And I was still like in, in a competitive mode. So I was running at first. I, I was, I was, it was a workout. At first. Oh, I see. Yeah. I was going to ask if you had like a daily goal or like a weekly goal or how you actually approached it. So, so you're, uh, so, so you're a competitive, you were a competitive runner. You were super I serious was. about that. Yeah. I guess that would, that would track for people as like someone who would even attempt this. Um, so, and you said Ricky Gates, this is like a, an author. He's a professional runner. He's like, he wrote yeah. a book about running across the country. Excellent yeah. book, by the way. Yeah. What's it called? Cross country, unseen, Amer like 3,700 miles. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, I forget what comes after the colon. Yeah, it, it's there's called, one. Cross Country by Ricky Gates. Look it yeah, up. I, yeah. I was looking at it a little bit before you came over, and it looks really good. But he he's kind of he didn't invent the every single street thing, but he really popularized it. 
he he kind of started the movement. And so you mentioned movement. Every single street is like if you if if folks listening, if you're if you were to Google that, it would kind of pull up the articles, and it, that is kind of the name of the thing is every single street. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're an every single streeter. I think so. Yeah. Do you have, you have like a patch or anything? Or <laughs> no patch. No, no patch. It's not like no. you can send away and get a little kit. Maybe someone could do that. I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. Competitive runner. I mean, there's got to be something deeper to like Perrin Smith about why you would well, want to um, do this. COVID, I mean, you had some reflection. I mean, how old are you? Was it a midlife thing? I, I might be about there. I don't know. Um, well, after after I started doing this for a few weeks, I I, I got injured. It was like my knee or something. Oh, because you started by running it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then it turned into walking. Uh-huh. And at first it was it was frustrating. Like I wanted to run, but I couldn't. But then after a while of walking... I started to realize that I, I liked it even more because mm. I, I was going slower. I was stopping to take photos. I was looking at graffiti or someone's weird artwork in their front yard. And I, I, I just, I kind of slowed down life and I looked around more, which is not something that I ever did. I was always so focused on running. And it became more about exploring and learning. and. I would see weird things around town, like it's the stuff that you would never pay attention to. I would see a, an old car that is, it's not made anymore. And I would dive into the history of it. I, I want us to know how long they were in business or like you, you walk by a, a playground and I, I looked up the history of the seesaw, like where did the word seesaw come from? And it just, it got you, it, it, or it got me thinking about odd things. You looked it up as you were, as you were walking, you just walk up over to a bench and sit down and look up the history of a seesaw or whatever you yeah or or, I, or I, I would go home and, and dive into yeah. in, into wikipedia or something yes yes oh and i can tell it became that. so much more fun yeah when i slowed down Interesting. and kind of ever since then i have done everything that i was doing slower mm. i don't know maybe <laughs> that is a midlife thing i was gonna ask but. you that that's a question for the end it's like how did this change your <laughs> life in ways bigger than okay. you know we, we can save it if you want instagram yeah. hashtag Oh, wow. Well, first, let's see. I, 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 there are some basic things like how many miles was it? Like, think, so I asked people to share, like, what would they ask you? And there was all these, like, you know, just basic questions, you know, like how, how many miles was it? First of all, do you, do you know the ultimate? I, unfortunately, I, I don't know. I, I think I've tried to look it up a few times. It's over 2000. I, I have no idea how many wow. more than that. So did you use like an app or something to help you log it all? Strava. So yeah. Strava is and, where you... And the heat map. And I got very addicted to paying attention to my heat, my heat map and analyzing all my past runs and looking for gaps in there. Oh. I would spend a lot of time just scrolling and zooming in and out, looking for something that I missed and I would have to go back and do it. And yeah, it, it takes a lot of repair work to do that. Yeah. I was going to ask you about like logistics. Did you have to set out to a starting point? I mean, would you like take the bus or drive? You don't, you don't have a car now. Do you don't use a car or like, I, I don't, when I started it, I did have a car and I would just zoom out to a location, ah. do a run, come back home. But then first I, I got rid of my car. Then I got rid of my license. So I was taking the max and the bus or riding my bike the bike I was using got stolen at one point. Whoa. So yeah, th- then I took the bus home from that one. Wow. Um, okay. And so yeah, it, it 
after like post car life, it, it took a lot of effort. Like it, it would be, it would take up a significant chunk of the day. If you have to get from here out to the, the very Southeast corner of, of the city. Yeah. I, I would, usually I would just take the blue line mm. all the way out to 100 and what 81st and just go South. Mm. And I would kind of, I would position my starting point to go in one direction. The next week I would go back to the same spot and just go a, a slightly different direction. Yeah. Wow. And then like j- just the commuting alone was yeah my, hour, hour and a half. My, my sympathies for your, for the logistical challenge <laughs> from me are a little tempered because I don't know if you know it, but in 2007, I interviewed a guy who biked every street in Portland. Okay. And he was, I think he was like 68 or something years wow. old. And he actually would print out like a little section of the paper and have a little pen. He would be like, literally he'd come to the, to a corner and he'd like, he'd get his little Sharpie out and you'd like put a line. And I, I went on, on a ride with him and he'd like put a line on the street he just did. And he did that through the entire, and then he did the entire region because he lived in Oregon city. Anyway, so you're lucky to have Strava to kind of keep track, well, right? I, I was doing that at first. Oh, you were? Yeah. I don't have a printer at home, so I was using the printer that at my job at the time, and I, I would print out like five pages of, of uh, Apple Maps or, or Google Whoa. Maps or something, and I would trace in you with a did. pen. Yeah, but then wow, then okay. I just realized, what am I doing? Strava heat map, <laughs> it's right there. That's awesome. Yeah. Now your your line of work, I I don't think it had to do with like. I mean, you weren't a you weren't a letter carrier or a delivery, any kind of delivery. Like you wouldn't have a reason to go to these far other places in the I, city. So you were kind of like fresh eyes, new streets, slower pace. Was there a part of town that was really like etched in your mind? Like what was the, you know, what, where, where's the place you remember the most? Like where's the most memorable place to walk in all these miles? Well, my, my line of work at the time was, was a pizza cook. So, okay. Yeah. I, I was not out, uh, exploring, exploring the streets, but what do I remember most? It's kind of weird how much I do remember. Really? Like I can look at a photo I took from three years ago doing this in some random street out in like far Southeast. And I remember taking the photo. I remember the intersection. I remember what I was feeling. Yeah. It, it's weird how much I remember. And like, if I, if I ask someone where, where they live and they, they say like, Oh, I live on, on this street over here. I'm like, okay, tell me what intersection. Wow. And like, I'll, I'll try to imagine the intersection, (laughs) maybe not the exact intersection, but like the neighborhood and kind of the, the feeling of the, the area. Yeah. It's weird how much you can remember. I wonder if that has anything to do with, you know, I've read articles about how healthy walking is for your mind body. Right. There's all that stuff where people are like, take your business meetings on a walk. Or if you're creative, go take a walk and if you're stuck or whatever. And I wonder if there's like something to that. Like it, it puts your brain in like the optimum place. It could, you know, it so could. that you can remember things like more deeply. So that's good. You, you actually remember a lot of the stuff you saw. I wonder, is there something where, you know, you were the most scared or the most fearful just of traffic, you know, where you were like, this doesn't feel good to me. There, there were a few, a, a few homeless camps I had to go through, mm. and yeah, the, those feel awkward. But scared, I, I would say maybe, like, 
along Marine Drive or or maybe Airport Way. That that was pretty terrifying. <laughs> so, like a Marine, would you take the road or would you take the path? I would have to take the road. Wow, it, it would be cheating if I'm on the path. <laughs> wow, so that's dedication. You actually went on Marine Drive. That yeah. is, wow. Okay, I, I don't know if you're if you have family, but I would if my if I had someone in my family doing that, I would be totally freaked out. I was going to say, what about Northwest Skyline? Did you go up there? You had to go up there, right? Yeah. Was that um, scary at all for you? Like those blind corners and you stuff? You wouldn't you wouldn't think so, but yeah, it, it it's it can be very dangerous. There's no shoulder at all yeah. anywhere. And like it's scary enough on a bike, but yeah. to be on foot and like if you're at this one if it's a, a section of, of the road where there's no shoulder and then there's like, you know, raspberries growing onto right. the the edge of the street you don't have anywhere to go so you, if there's a truck coming one way a car coming the other way you just have to step off into like who knows what for a, a few seconds gosh i know there's i know there's people i know in the advocacy world who are listening to this who love doing those little reports you know like the the pdx reporter which is like the city's system for like complaints and livability yeah. concerns i just heard about it on and, on your last episode oh good yeah. and they're just like gosh i wish he would have been reporting all the all the overgrown blackberries and stuff I mean, if they want to give me a job to go do this i'll well, go do it that was what i was writing that down i was like god think of the jobs think of the things how you could add this to your resume like the, my first thought was like the city council candidates. Like you could have, you could have just went and hung door cards for every single city council candidate. That's a good idea. I mean, I'm not that you're going to go repeat this or anything, but okay. I so, miss it. I, I miss doing it. I, I, I would really? do it again. So you, so you actually miss it. You miss doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. It, it's fun. It, it's fun to, to get to know so many parts of this town that I, you just, you don't know they, they exist. Yeah. So you talked about some parts that were, you know, a little more concerning and scary, whatever. What about, what was the best place to walk in Portland? For me, it, it was always Southwest. Like not, not just the, like the West Hills, like right outside downtown, but like farther out in like, like Hillsdale and Maplewood and Markham. Mm. It's, it's so much quieter down there. It's like a totally different town. It's not always a grid. It's usually not a grid. And I mean, you have no idea how many streets are tucked away yeah. in, into the contours of the hills, like in all the nooks and crannies of the land. And there's some dead ends. There's some that somehow find a way out of whatever gully you're going into. And there are little trails all over the place. Like if it's a, a park like Tryon Creek or, or Marshall or sometimes it just, it seems like a park and it's not really officially a park. It's just like mm. a nature area. It's like and space between yeah. houses and stuff. Yeah, and like a, a yeah, wetland that, that they like, can't build on. Yeah, right. And it seems like there are always uh, trails connecting one street to another. And it's, yeah. it's such a fun way to explore the area. And so when you were out there, would you take those little side things or would you be like focused on the road and I don't have time for I, that or what? I would see where it would go, mm. but then I would have to come right back. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could tell I you'd, was be, dedicated. you'd be pulled <laughs> to like, just keep wandering and you're like, no, I already did that section or no, that's, that's off, that's off pavement. So I'm not yeah. going to do that one. <laughs> so, so that was the, so the threshold was it had to be like a listed street. I guess everything's yep. going to have a name. Yeah. Well, I, I love it. every street that has a, a name or a number. And, and the, all yeah. the alleyways too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Southwest, that's, that I can, I can relate. I think 
And when I used to bike a lot more, that was, that was a really special place to be on a bike. And every once in a while you like, you peek over and all of a sudden you have this amazing view. Yep. Right. Even though, even though that was my favorite region of the city to explore, like way out around, like in, in East side somewhere far out there, you, you would think it would just be some boring neighborhood, but you do, you come across pockets that are actually really cozy and nice and peaceful and it, it's great. Like you can find really beautiful areas of this town everywhere. Hearing you say that, I know one of the things you can do, well, you not that you have to like capitalize on this for some job or something, but real estate agent, Perrin, can you Too imagine? Too much paperwork. Oh, okay. Maybe you it. can consult with, I mean, like you've literally walked every neighborhood, you know, all the good, all the good and bad, everything. Like that's really interesting information. I mean, I'm not against it. <laughs> if I don't have to sit <laughs> at a so desk neat. and do paperwork. Yeah. That's okay. It's just, I'm trying to get my head around just like seeing all these different places and like relating to the surprises. Can you, can you think of any other, I mean, I'd love, just love to hear some more details about what were some of those surprise places? What were, you know, you turn around and you, you see something you didn't expect or, you know, what, what comes to mind in terms of surprises? There is, there's art everywhere. Like, Mm. uh, it would be serious art like they they would really take the time to do some some good like graffiti or public well, art it, and murals? it could be it could be a mural yeah i mean mural that this town has an endless supply of beautiful murals yeah but it, it could be just like quirky art mm. like like I, I remember way out in in southeast somewhere it was like this neighborhood they how do I describe it? It was like mailbox art. Mm, like, okay. They had strange mailboxes, like, like up on strange posts made of different materials. Or th- this one person had an airmail box with a, a mailbox on is like a 20 foot pole. <laughs> and then I, I found a group of peacocks that were roaming around a neighborhood, which is, I guess that's not really art. But that's yeah. odd though. A group I never heard of, of peacocks in, in Portland. Yeah. What I think I remember seeing like three or four of them. What is that neighborhood called? It's just north of, of Johnson Creek and on the east side of East Moreland. Hmm. I forget what the neighborhood is called. Right like Ardenwald or something? No. South of Woodstock. Okay, south yeah. of Woodstock. Wow. Peacocks. Peacocks. I wonder if yeah. they're from the anyway, that's interesting. So once you got started on, you know, knocking off each mile and each alleyway, how did it become like part of your life over those two years and 11 months of doing it? Was it something that was always looming over your head? Did you get obsessed at some point? Did you drop it for a few months or like how, tell yeah. me about that. It wasn't like a, just a, a linear path for me at all. It, it was kind of something I, I obsessed about. Like I, I would look forward to going out the next time I, I was going out and doing it maybe I would say on average, maybe two days a week at other times, like in the summer when it was beautiful out, I would, it was maybe a little more in the winter, a little less. How many miles per outing would you do? It would vary a lot. Okay. Like maybe a short day would be three. If it's a beautiful day, I, I would go out for, you know, like, like 15 or, or more. Yeah. But, but you definitely trudged along in rain and stuff too, right? You oh, had, sure. I'm sure you had to have yeah. some hard days and. Yeah. Days when I mean, you're like, you got to get heck? the job done, right? Yeah. At some point yeah. it tilted over from this fun little pursuit to like, I got to get this done. Like this is a thing and you had to push through, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I did 
there were, I think, a few times where I took at least a few weeks off, maybe like a month off, because even though it is really fun, like you kind of reach a point where it gets a little boring. Like mm. you're just following this grid. Yes. Yeah. You go north and south for a while, then you turn and and you do the east-west streets and mm. like you, you do a lot of mileage in a day, but then you look at what you have done and it's this tiny speck on the map. Oh, and it, it, when you zoom out. Yeah, it's like, it's a drop in the bucket. And uh, yeah, it, it felt like it was taking a really long time. And I guess when it when you think about it, it was almost three years of my life. That is a pretty long time. But it, it was always fun, but it, it did hit, you know, some drudgery at a certain point. Yeah. Did you meet people along the way that you remember? I met a few people who were curious about what I was doing, but like not in a fun way, like a what are you doing here mm. kind of way. Like maybe they don't see a lot of people on foot near their house. Yeah. I had one guy chase me down and he kind of angrily demanded what I was doing. And really, I, I'm just walking on the street. <laughs> What's the problem? Wow. But I don't know. I, they're, they're protective of their neighborhood. Uh, so... I get it, but I, I don't get it. Mm. And for, I, I think for a, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people who do every single street, they do meet a lot of interesting people and they have conversations and I don't know, maybe it's just me. I'm usually quiet and shy and I don't start conversations. So I didn't really have a whole lot of conversations when I was doing this. Yeah, I hear you. I'm curious if, and this is, comes kind of from a, a listener's question who, who is wondering if you noticed anything from doing all this walking from a policy or an infrastructure perspective that like, you know, sidewalks need or streets need to be safer or something that maybe from, from the city of Portland building, it might be harder to notice versus someone who's walked 2000 miles. Yes. This city needs more sidewalks. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. A lack of sidewalks. Um, People drive like there are no rules at all. And I I guess this is when I I started my my little hobby or or maybe you could call it an an obsession of of counting cars with no license plates or or expired tags. (laughs) So I I don't know. Enforcement is the word that comes to mind. There is a certain limit with that sort of stuff. But yeah, certain things need to be enforced a little better. I don't know where the police are or what they're doing, but they're they're not looking at many things out there. Uh, But yeah, like sidewalks, bike lanes crossing signals that Mm. yeah this city might be above average when it comes to walking and cycling but that doesn't mean there isn't room for improvement Mm. yeah so for sure i did notice a lot of that stuff i wonder if you're going to get contacted now by like oregon walks the nonprofit group and they're like will you please go testify in front of city council and (laughs) i'll do it just by introducing yourself as i have walked every mile of the street i could just see like the city council people like shifting in their chairs and being like, what's this guy going to, wow, that's like a lot of credibility right there. It's amazing. What about equipment? Uh, did you, I mean, it's, it was almost three years. I'm sure you went through more pairs of shoes, but like, I'm curious, any, are there bad shoes, good shoes? Like what, what are the best walking shoes? That um, you use? I, I am not sponsored by, by ultra, but I, I always wore my ultras. Okay. Okay. Usually my, new shoes would be recycled into my walking shoes. That's what I would be. Oh, your using. running shoes? Yeah. Would be like, um, like when, when they got older, then I they see. would turn into walking shoes. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah, I like those as far as equipment, shoes, and just my, my super old iPhone that is just, it's barely hanging on still. So. Yeah. Yeah. And a oh, sandwich. And a sandwich. And a sandwich. 
Did you go? Did you explore like any cafes or anything along your way? Did you usually pack something? I usually home? pack stuff. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to disappoint so many foodies out there. They're like, oh, you had a, you could have go to any any restaurant. I mean, I, I I would stop in coffee shops. Ah, okay. That, that's for sure. I, I I am always on a hunt for a latte. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Any any close calls? I mean, kind of back to the what you saw on the ground. You know, as a like a road user, any close calls that you had that you can recall where people passed you really close or just dangerous interactions? I, I, I would say probably a, a lot of, of, you know, flybys, just mm. like a car zooming by me. I, I don't remember any that stuck out. I, I think it kind of all blends together. Mm. Um, just like a general level of kind of like disregard or just, yeah. 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 Right. Well, luckily no, nothing sticks out. That's good news. Because yes. if there was a bad one, it, it probably would have stuck out. Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know anybody else in Portland that's doing the, the every street thing right now? Yeah. There, there is a guy who he started before me, Slipoker on, that's right. on Instagram. Yeah. I think he is still doing it. I'm not that, sure. That's the guy that ran the Lads 500. Yeah, he does crazy <laughs> he running ran, things. He ran what? Like he'll run around a block for, for a marathon and he did the Lads yeah. circle thing. Okay. I think he, he's taken large chunks of time off and he's doing it at a, a more like a, a casual pace than mm-hmm. I did. He's, he's having a lot more fun doing it. Whereas in the beginning I was still, I was still trying to grind out the miles and, oh, and get it done. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. This is going to be kind of skipping back, but did you, did you g- jump back and forth between like quadrants and stuff or yeah. to keep it interesting? I, I kind of, yeah, I mixed it up. Like I would do Northwest one day, a couple of days later, I'd go out to Southeast yeah, I would always try to do something different each day. That's probably smart. Cause think of the, the drudgery of like the same neighborhood, same street. Like, yeah, I could see that yeah. getting more bored, like boring. Yeah. You know, after a while. Yeah. And but you bike a lot too. So I wonder if you, mm-hmm. if you thought about how it'd be different. Cause there are actually some folks, I sent you that link, right? There's this, there's some folks in town that are trying to do every street by bike. I've thought about doing it too. Yeah. I thought, Cause I, I, I miss doing it. So why not yeah. do it by bike? I wonder how that'll be interesting to talk to you when you're doing that in terms of like what what would the difference be between being on foot and being on a bike? A lot of times we put bike ped. It would know, go a lot together. faster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we put those together a lot in our heads a lot of times, but I bet, I bet it'd be significantly different and it would help probably help you understand or help yeah. other people understand if you shared it like the, that in a lot of ways, biking is more closely tied to driving in some experiential way. ways than to walking. Yeah. I mean, anyway, anyway, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Any plans? Are you going to, so you're going to do it by bike or what? Oh, I, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I, I started branching out down in, in Milwaukee. I, I think I did maybe like half of Milwaukee, okay. <laughs> but when you have to take the max to go down there, yeah. I mean, it's, that's like a whole day. And I, I got, I, I got a little burned out. I, I think I stopped doing that back in June or something like that. Okay. If I keep doing this project in, in any way, it'll probably be like uh, I'll finish Milwaukee mm. and then keep going. But I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to biking every street of Portland at all. So I, I have no idea. Uh, no, no plans to do it. Okay. Yeah. Any advice for someone who might be considering doing this? I, I would say do it. If you, if you just, if you want to get out and, and learn about where you live. Yeah, do it. You learn so much about where you live. It's great. It, it's fun. Yeah. Awesome. And then, okay, I want you to reflect a little bit more about how 
this experience might have changed your life or helped you pivot toward a new era in the life of parent? Like, have you had time to reflect on that? Or do you think about that a lot in those terms? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I, I, I think the, the walking side of it did help me pretty much slow down everything else in my life. I not only sold my car, I got rid of my license because I just, I want to move naturally. I kind of want life to be harder in, in a little way. Like I just, I, I want to, mm. I want to use my body how it's supposed to be used and not sit in a car because I hate sitting in traffic. And I, I wouldn't say I am like, quote, a minimalist, but I, I've, I've really gotten rid of a lot of stuff in my life and I, I pay attention to just the simple stuff like walking and riding my bike and, and having a simple meal. So yeah, it's like, I think maybe walking all the streets got me focused on what I'm doing in the moment and just the simple pleasures in life. So I, I think, yeah, it had that effect on me. Yeah. Wow. I appreciate that. I hear you. It's a great advertisement for, for other folks to do it. I think we can all relate to that or at least fantasize about doing something like that. Is there, is there a place where you shared your photos online or? My Instagram page. Okay, cool. um, I mean, it's not like I've got every day on there. It was just right. kind of the days that, that stuck out. Like I, I saw something fun and I wanted to, to catalog it. So Yeah, I noticed you, yeah. Did, you weren't going too overboard on the documentation. Which, which no, could probably I, add a whole layer of stress to what should be maybe like a pleasurable yeah, I, thing. I wanted it to be a project and, and I, I loved doing it, but I didn't want it to bog me down. I, I kind of, I kept my posts short and sweet or maybe they're too long if you don't like to read a lot. I don't know. Yeah. So Okay. There's just, there's something else I wanted to ask. What do you think about someone who like, you were obviously like relatively athletic person before you started. Do you think if someone was to do this, they would have, would, I mean, would they have to be like physically fit or do you think it's something that anybody can just start taking off little bites of and go for it? I mean, I, I would say anyone can do it. If you like to walk, you can, you can just walk. You can go as far as you want, as long as you want, as short as you want. So yeah, if you, if you have curiosity and, and a, a pair of shoes, you can go do it. And you don't or maybe you go barefoot. I don't know. Yeah. And of course, everybody, you don't have to necessarily finish it all. The journey is a reward yeah. as also. You, you can do as much as you want. If, if you don't want to get down to all the, the finer details, that's okay. It's, it's your life. Love yeah. it. Well, Perrin, I really appreciate you sharing this with us. Thank you for having me. That was Perrin Smith, who's walked every single mile of street and alleyway in the city of Portland. Thanks again for listening. Really appreciate all of your support. If you are not a paid subscriber of Bike Portland yet, please become one today at bikeportland.org support uh, and find out how you can be a part of what we're doing here and pay a little bit in to keep it thriving and surviving. I also want to thank Brock Didis of Sprocket Podcast fame for our wonderful new theme music. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, we'll see you in the streets.